Good morning. It's good to see you this morning. It's um, a pleasure to be here. Uh, I see some new faces and old faces too. I haven't actually been here preaching in at least uh, three or four months. It might not look that way. <laughs> that was because I started a new job and uh, I was given some sabbatical to get used to the new job. So it's good to see you. And uh, I did preach. I'm saying this because I have n I'm neglecting my last topic, which you don't remember, which is good. Yeah, it's been four months, and uh, it was a good topic. I was supposed to continue, but this is what the Lord wants me to say this morning, and so I want to speak on this. Let's pray. <coughs> Lord, we thank you for the privilege to be here this morning. We pray that you will be glorified in what is said, that you will guide my words, that they will bring glory to you, and that it will be a blessing to the people that are here. I ask that, Lord, everyone that is here will be ministered to according to their needs, that sinners will surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, and believers will see the purpose for why they are here. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so why did Jesus die? I'm sure you know why. And that's why I start by asking you to tell me why Jesus died. So, go ahead. You know? It seems so simple that you are getting scared that you said the wrong thing. There are no wrong answers. You know why Jesus died. So why did he die? He died for our sins. He died for our sins. That is true. What else? To save us. To save us. All right. My sin. Very personal. I hope you can say that today as a person that Jesus died for your sin. He did indeed die for your sin. But I hope you can claim that for sure that you know that he died for your sin. What else? To satisfy the justice of God. All right. Any more? Rejected by men. Right. That's right. Restore a relationship that I have with God. Relationship is very important. Okay. All right. So all these answers are correct, and I'm just going to find a way to crystallize them in three reasons. You know, three, just, and, and, and there is more, but I'm sure just three for this morning. You haven't said anything wrong. You said everything you said was correct. Now, his death, you remember, was not justified. He didn't sin. He did nothing wrong, but he was accused wrongly. And as a result of that, he was nailed to the cross. And... Some will say that is injustice, right? But you have to remember that he willingly died. 
It wasn't because he was helpless. It wasn't because he couldn't do something about it. Remember the time they tried to arrest him? What did Peter do? Brought out the sword. Cut off the ears of one of the soldiers. Said, you can't do that. In fact, when he said he was going to die, Peter rebuked him. And uh, he willingly died on the cross. And Pilate said something like, I have the power to release you or to get you executed. He said, you could have no power over me except it was given to you from above. So Jesus died willingly. And there's a reason for this. Well, there, is, there, there are at least three reasons, and there could be more. Now, this is new technology. Matt tells me I can point anywhere. It will do what it's supposed to do. So hopefully, I don't mess it up, because there's also a button here that you can close the entire window. So <laughs> that works, which is nice. So, Matt. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you turn it on for me. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right, now let's read a scripture passage together. It says, in John chapter 10, Jesus is the one speaking. And he says, the thief does not come except to steal. You could open your Bible if you want. John 10, from 10 to 18. And to kill and to destroy. But he says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So why did Jesus come? To give life. And to give abundant life to people. Then he goes on, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. As the father knows me, even so I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Therefore, does my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. Notice verse 18. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. So as much as, you know, there was injustice with regard to his death, it was a willing death. And he said, I lay down my life for the sheep. And he said, I have come that they may have life and have abundant life. We're back to the question. Why did Jesus die? It's going to be very simple, very straightforward. You will go back at least remembering a few lines. That's the idea. The first reason. Jesus died that we might live through God. Now, <clears throat> the Bible describes sinners in various ways. One of it was presented last Sunday as lost sheep, lost son that is returned back. He also describes sinners as dead. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 2, he says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. 
And it's not very difficult to see what happens when somebody's dead, physically, physical death. Uh, Friday, not this Friday, but the Friday before I was, I went to, you know, to view a, somebody that passed on a doctor, in fact, a cancer doctor that died of cancer. And I was, uh, you know, like most people that you see that are dead, physically, they don't respond to anything. You talk to them, makes no difference. You touch them, it makes no difference. You want to say something or say, uh, go to work or do something. They don't respond because they are physically dead. And so when somebody is physically dead, you know that he's dead. The same thing happens when people are spiritually dead. They don't respond to anything that relates to God. Have you seen people that you speak to them about the scriptures or the Bible? Or we are even singing here. There might be people, some people here that are spiritually dead and we are singing and they are wondering, what is this all about? Or we are even giving this message and they are wondering, what is this all about? So a spiritually dead person doesn't respond to spiritual things. So, let's read a passage that tells us this. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. So, Jesus died that we might live through him. All of us, as I said, we are born spiritually dead. And a spiritually dead person does not respond to spiritual things. What does a dead man need? He doesn't need religion. He doesn't need uh, reformation. He needs what? Life. And that's why Jesus come, said, I have come that they may have what? Life. And have it more abundantly. That's the essence of his coming. So life is exactly what Jesus gives when we turn to him. And so if you are here this morning and you are spiritually dead, I have good news for you. Jesus is ready to give you life. He's ready to restore, if you like, your relationship with God by giving you life. You see, in John chapter 5, verse 24, Jesus makes this startling statement. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my words and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment. But what happened? But has passed from what? From death to life. The Lord Jesus came that we might live through him. He is the source of life. And so you need him if you are to have spiritual life. And if you don't have him, you are dead spiritually. So that's one reason. The first reason he came is that we might live through him. And if you have him, you are spiritually alive, which is good. 
Why did Jesus come? See, I'm repeating this because I want you to remember. I don't want to say too many things and you forget everything and not remember at least something. So, he came that we might live through him to give us life, an abundant life, and that so that we might have a relationship with God. You need him if you are going to have a relationship with God, if you are going to have eternal life and life that is vibrant. Well, Jesus died that we might live through him. That's the first reason. But he also did something. If you have been saved, there's a purpose for your existence. Jesus died that we might live for him. Your life is no longer an ordinary life. You have a purpose. He died so that we might live for him. The first one, we live through him by being restored to God. And once that happens, we live for him. Now I want to point this out to you from a scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, and he died for all. That's Jesus. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. You like to read that again? I want you to remember the scripture. Because it will transform the way you look at your daily mundane life as a Christian. And he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves. But for him who died for them and rose again. So Jesus died for everyone. So that those who believe in him and have received life should no longer live for themselves, but should live for him. So there are two ways of living while you're on earth. For yourself or for the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the only two options. But in order to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, you have to have life. The life that he gives. So if you are not been given eternal life through him, you are living for yourself. That's obvious. But if you have been given eternal life through him, you still have the option of living for yourself or living for him. Um, so, I have a purpose for why I'm here. And you do too, if you are a believer. Your purpose for existence is to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, does that mean I have to go to church every Sunday? That could be part of it. But you know that most of life is not lived on Sundays. Most of life is not lived in the church. Most of life is lived either at home or at work or on the road or outside of church. 
And those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him. Where? Wherever he has put you. You can live for the Lord Jesus Christ wherever he has put you. For example, a man that is married, how does he live for the Lord Jesus Christ? By loving his wife. So, ancient words, ever true, changing me and changing you. That's what was read. So, he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but live for him who died for them and rose again. A person that is employed, how does he live for the Lord Jesus Christ? By having the best attitude at work, making sure that his words and conduct reflect the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So we need to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, first by making sure that we, have, we live through him and that we are abiding in him so that we might receive the grace to live for him. Friends, we have a purpose. Your purpose in life is to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that takes different forms, as I said, depending on your station in life. A man with little children or a mother with little children, the way he's expected to live for the Lord Jesus Christ is different from the one that is old and frail. Some might mean that, you know, just constantly on your knees praying for those who are struggling. You are living for the Lord that way. Others might mean writing a word or a, of encouragement and later sending to people that you know are struggling or in need. In other words, the focus is no longer you. The focus is living for the Lord Jesus Christ. On his way out, the Lord Jesus made some startling statements. He said something like this, By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. I remember the preacher this morning talking about the love of God being poured into our hearts. Because when you are a believer, your motivation for living is love. And that love has been poured into your heart. So you can radiate it wherever you are. So why did Jesus die? He died so that we might live through him. He died so that we might live for him. So no Christian experience or no activity that a child of God does in the spirit of the Lord is wasted. And no task is too small if Jesus is central. You're wondering, oh, those who live for the Lord are preachers that get on the platform like me and then be preaching. No. There is no difference. In Christ, there are no such thing as poor, rich, born or free. We are all one. And no task is menial. 
I don't know if you remember when Peter and uh, James and John came to Jesus one day and said, we know you are going to become king and we have a plan. We want to be number one. You will be number one, but James will be number two on your right. Me, John, I'll be number three on your left so that you will be on the throne. We won't take the throne, but we know we will be number three and four. And then Jesus looked at them and said, you know that the rulers of this world, they like to be called kings, but it shall not be so among you. He says, whoever wants to be the greatest in the kingdom, what is he supposed to be? The servant of all. So the Lord Jesus has given us a purpose, and the purpose is to live for him. Every one of us can live for the Lord Jesus Christ because we have the life of God in us. And so the challenge for you is, are you living for the Lord Jesus Christ in your station in life? That's the challenge. Like I said, it's more than Sunday afternoon job. It's more than Friday night. It's more than any of those. It's daily living for the Lord Jesus Christ. Obeying the spirit of God as he leads you. We sang this morning, trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy. And so Jesus died so that we might live for him. You say, well, what does that mean? Let me interject with a story. I'm getting old, so I don't remember stories as much as I used to, so sometimes I have to read. Now, this is a story about somebody that says he had a pearl, and, uh, or somebody had a pearl, and then he says, how much is it? He says, well, the seller says, it's very expensive. How much, he asks, well, a very large amount. And he says, do you think I could buy it? Oh, of course everyone can buy it. But didn't you say it was very expensive? Yes. Well, how much is it? Everything you have, says the seller. Well, we make up your mind, all right, I'll buy it, we say. Well, what do you want? He wants to know. Well, let's write down. Well, I have $10,000 in the bank. So you're about to buy something. He says, $10,000. Okay. Good, $10,000. What else? That's all. That's all I have. Nothing more. Well, I have a few dollars here in my pocket. How much? We start digging. Well, let's see. 30, 40, 80, 100, and all of that. That's fine. What else do you have? Well, nothing. That's all. Where do you live? He's still probing. In my house. Yes, I have a house. Okay, the house too. That will cost you. He writes that down. You mean I have to live in my camper? Oh, you have a camper. That too. What else? I'll have to sleep in my car. You have a car. Two of them. Both becomes mine. Both cars. What else? Well, you already have my money, my house, my camper, my car. What more do you want? Are you alone in this world? No, I have a wife and two children. Oh, yes, your wife and your children too. What else? I have nothing else left. I'm left alone now. Suddenly, the seller exclaimed, Oh, 
I almost forgot. You yourself, too. Everything becomes mine. Wife, children, house, money, car, and you too. Then he goes on. Now listen. I will allow you to use all of these things for the time being. But don't forget that they are mine. Just as you are. The point is this. The Lord wants to use not just you, but the things you own. Your car, your house. The things he has blessed you with. They're all instruments that you can use to bless. He died for all so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them. And so several years ago, William Booth, the founder of Salvation Army, was uh, supposed, uh, there was a conference, but he was too sick to be able to attend. And then they asked him, what will you want us to say. He said, well, if I was able to attend, there's only one word I would like to be mentioned there. Others. Others, Lord. Others. Others. In other words, when you go mention others, mention others. A life that is lived for other people. Other people. Other people. Thinking in terms of how can I be a blessing to others? You know, there are so many scriptures that talk about one another. And, you know, just check it out in terms of the requirements, one another. It's almost like being too much focused on me negates the ability to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And he died for all so that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again. So why did Jesus die? So that we might live through him and so that we might live for him. We know that we have passed from death to life. We know that we have passed from spiritual death to life. How do we know? Because we love the brethren. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And back to my question. Only three points I have to make this morning. Why did Jesus die? Jesus died that we might live through him. Jesus died that we might live for him. He also died that we might live. With him. Wonderful news. Somebody says, the best is yet to come. Read with me this scripture. First Thessalonians 5, 9 to 8. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who died for us? That whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. I'd like to read that again. For God did not appoint us to wrath. If you have surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ, he's your Lord and Savior, I have good news for you. 
the wrath is gone. All of God's anger and judgment and hell and all of those, they are gone for you. It says, God did not appoint us to wrath. But what did he appoint us for? To obtain salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who died for us that whether we wake. We wake means we are alive today. Or sleep. Sleep means we pass on physically. How are we supposed to live? We should live together with him. So why did Jesus die? He died so that we might live through him. That we might live for him. And that we might live with him. That's a wonderful news. In fact, the best of all news. It means many things. One of them is that we have a home where we are heading. And where we are going to spend our eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Living with him. He spoke to his disciples these words. In my father's house are many mansions. If we were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And in his prayer, in John 17, he says, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me might be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. You see, in the beginning, God and man, they lived together. But the sin earthquake occurred, causing a separation between God and man. And Jesus built a bridge through the cross by dying on the cross. And he brought back man to God. And now as believers, we are guaranteed to live together with him forever. Friend, I have to tell you, this is security for me. It means my future is certain and is sure. This brings tremendous hope. It gives me a sense of certainty that nothing can take me away from the Lord Jesus Christ. So he died to bring us to God so that we might live together with God. And then the good news is that not just that we live together with God, he is with us. Now, remember, in Matthew chapter 28, when he was speaking to the disciples, he says, go into the world and preach the gospel. And then he kept going, kept going, kept going, and then he says, lo, I am with you when? Always. 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 Even unto the ends of the age. Because you are living through him and you are living for him by preaching. He is with you. That means you are living with him. Jesus died so that we might live with him. 
You know, it was made lower than the lowest so that we can be lifted up to heaven. He went through suffering so that we might share in his glory. And so he died so that we might live with him. I like to use this story to wrap up. I love this story because it's a story of men that were busy living for the Lord Jesus Christ. And then things happened. And then they stayed connected with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he responded. I'm sure you are familiar with this story. Now, here is a, a man who hated Christians and was committing them to prison, trying to get them killed. And finally, he encountered the Lord Jesus Christ and surrendered to him. So he got life. And so he made it his mission in life to preach. And on one occasion, he preached. And there was this girl that was following him around and then just making all kinds of noise. And so Paul got upset and then, you know, did something that the people of the town didn't like. And then they arrested him. So let's read. Then the multitude arose against us, rose up together against them, and the magistrate tore off his clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailers to keep them securely. So they were thoroughly beaten for living for the Lord Jesus Christ. I can assure you that if this had happened to me, I probably would have said, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing it again. But, well, they were arrested and they were put into prison. And what did they do? In verse 24, it says, Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. They arrested them. They imprisoned them for the Lord Jesus Christ. They threw them inside the innermost part of the prison. They chained their legs to make sure that they don't move. But what did they do? But. Notice the word but. At midnight. When everything is dark. The men that have been living for the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is this happening to them? At midnight. Paul and Silas said... There is no point moping and grumbling and groping. We can do something much more fruitful. We can still live for the Lord in the midst of our circumstance. They decided to pray to God and to sing to God. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. I heard somebody say there's something about singing. I heard that this morning. That not only ministers to God, but ministers to your soul. May I suggest to you that there is also something about praying to God. That not only ministers to God, but ministers to your soul. So they were praying hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Living for the Lord Jesus Christ in the midst of difficulty. Someone was probably wondering, why are they singing? They have no reason to sing. But they were listening. I, 
it's possible that we're singing something like, you need to trust the Lord to be saved. You might be in prison today. This is temporary. There's eternal prison coming. You better get right with God. And the prisoners were listening. So in the midst of their difficulty, they were living for the Lord. And what happened? Suddenly, suddenly, they realized that they were not alone. God was with them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors was, were opened and everyone's chains were loose. And the keeper of the prison awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled through a sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas, and he brought them out and said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? In his mission post, in his difficulty, he was living for the Lord. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. You and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Friends, let me suggest to you that you are saved and so you have a life. That's what we mean living through the Lord Jesus Christ. But then you can also live for him regardless of your station and regardless of your circumstance and regardless of where you are. Ultimately, he's with you and you, can, you will live with him in eternity. So why did Jesus die? Jesus died that we might live through him. He died that we might live for him. That's purpose. And he died so that we might live with him. The Lord Jesus makes our life complete and gives us meaning. And so the happiest people on earth should we be us because we are blessed beyond measure. One of my friends says, the best is yet to come, and I agree. The future looks better and better and better because ultimately we are going to spend our life with him that loved us. And he died for all so that those who live will no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. God has not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we'll live together with him. Jesus declared these words, I have come, that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Abundant life is life that is lived through the Lord Jesus Christ, for the Lord Jesus Christ, and with the Lord Jesus Christ. And friends, if you don't have it, you can have it. Simply by trusting in the Lord. Let's pray. 
Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to share your word today. I pray you will bless all of us. Help us to make it a priority to live for you if we are believers. And to be aware that you are with us. And that ultimately our future is secure because we will live with you. And I pray for non-believers here that they will surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. Like the jailer of old. They will ask, what must I do? And that they will believe. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right.